Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reyna. Let's jump into our word. So to this morning, I just want to welcome everybody that's here, those that I haven't seen for a while. I saw some faces. I go, wow, haven't seen you in a long time. And uh, I just had fun just embracing them and loving them. And then I also showed, uh, started seeing my slow people. You know, they're slow. So I got to slow down. What's up? And, and it's all good because personalities are beautiful, you know. God made us all and he made us different, but he made us good. Hallelujah. So turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians. Uh, we're going to look at chapter 11. And, uh, you know, it's communion time, but I, I want to deal with something that nobody talks about. Everybody takes communion as a tradition, and everybody takes communion because they feel that they have to celebrate it, which is okay. But the main reason why we have communion, we never talk about it. And he says, and he says it clearly in Corinthians chapter 12, <clears throat> I'm sorry, verse 11, I mean chapter 11, in verse 26, listen to this verse, it's so simple, and yet the last portion is very profound. For as often as you eat this bread, and drink this cup, he do show the Lord's death, listen to this, till he comes. Communion should always be, we do it not because we have to do it, we do it because we know that he's coming back. And the reference point that he leaves us is the reference point that I died, I resurrected, but you haven't seen me come back yet. So every time we take communion, it should be in our mind. I'm taking it because I'm waiting for the king to come back. I'm waiting for him to come back and to show himself because we know he's real, but the world doesn't know that he's real. So because we know that he's real, we want to celebrate that. We are waiting for you, Father. You've forgiven us. You've taken our sins away. you made us into a brand new person. But now we're just waiting for you. And we open our arms just to accept everything that you have. And I just want to say, I love you with all my heart. And I embracing you. And when you show up, I know that we're going to be just like you are. That's what the scripture says. So in, in saying all that, we need to understand that the resurrection is so important. There isn't one person on this earth that's walked the earth. There's only one Jesus that rose again from the dead. Nobody else has done that. And I don't know about you, I've been resurrected. We were in sin, we were dead in sin, and God forgave us and resurrected us, and now we're no longer the same. I was walking around the church and I had some spies because some people, you know, wanted to see what was going on in this church. 
and I met up with an elderly man, and then I met up with a younger lady, and he says, well, I'm just here to see what's going on. I've heard so much, and uh, I see all these gangsters, and then I see these normal people, and, you know, and I'm going, okay, here we go, here we go. I said, we're people, and we thank God we're people. But there's all kinds of people in this church. There's a big mixture in this church. Not everybody was a drug addict. Some were good at two-shoes. They were worse than the drug addict <laughs> because they thought they didn't need Jesus. But we're all together. We're one body. Can you say amen? We are one body. So to me, that's important. So in the book of, of John, chapter 14, verses 1 and 3, listen to this. Let not your hearts be troubled. If believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. And if it was not so, I would have not told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that there I may, that where I am, there you may be also. What a powerful statement. That means that the Lord is coming back. So when we have communion, we should be excited. The Lord forgave me. He resurrected me. Now I'm celebrating because he says he's coming back for a church. And believe me, when those guys opened up, you're going to blow your mind. In the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 11, listen to this. This is an angel speaking, which also said, E men of Galilee, why stand gazing up unto heaven? This same Jesus which is taken up from you unto heaven, shall also come in like manner as, he has see, as you have seen him come, uh, go into heaven. So the same way you went up, he went up, you saw him, you'll see him when he comes back down. So that's the promise. So what's happening to our earth today is crazy. How many of you know it's crazy today? It's just, it's just like, what the heck is going on the, Inflation is here, and every, the taxes are going up. And everybody's crazy. Everybody's fighting, and everybody wants to steal my car and, uh, <laughs> and steal my money, and everything is going on. And you look at the TV and you go, what on earth is going on? I used to be able to park my car, and nobody was going to steal it. Now people are there just watching to see when you walk in so they could take your car. That they watch you to see when they can break into your house. That's why you got to buy yourself a big dog. <laughs> and then find, find, get a, a, a hand. You know, they sell a hand like this, and it's all bloody. And let your dog carry it around. <laughs> and put the fear of the dog inside of them. Amen. <laughs> but listen to 2 second, second, second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 2. Now, here, here's, here's the beautiful part here. The Lord speaks about this through the, through the letters of Paul. That he be not soon shaken in mind or troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter from us, as that that day of Christ is at hand. So don't be troubled by it. By spirit, don't be troubled by words, and don't be troubled by false letters, letters that I am not sending Somebody else is putting fear in you. Now, verse 3, listen to this. Let no man deceive you by any means, for, the day, for that day shall not come, except 
There come a falling away first. Now here's one of the things. When he says the falling away, he is talking about Christians that used to be dedicated or maybe they were just babies. But they fell away from the grace of God. He says, I, I, I want you to expect this because once you see good people, good preachers, good missionaries, and just good ordinary citizens have fallen away and don't want to hear nothing about God, that's one of the signs. That's one of the signs that's taken place. And that man of sin be revealed, that the, the son of perdition. So there is going to be a spirit of antichrist, which is already flowing, flowing. And you can hear it, you can see it, that nobody wants to come to church no more. Everybody talks about the church really bad. And then they, they have a spirit of antichrist. They just want to, I want to party, party, party. And then all of a sudden, uh, now, now they can be, you, you don't know who you're talking no more, whether it's a girl or a guy. <laughs> and you, you look at them like, well, what is this? It's an alien. You, you know, and you go like, wow, what's going on? And they shake your hand and, you know, it's a guy, it's a girl. I don't know what it is, but they, they give you a weird feeling, man. Like, what is this, man? Sheesh. I have to go wash my hands because of the filthiness of spirit. So it's a spirit of antichrist that people don't want to believe. And yet, these people that are now experiencing all that, now they're saying within themselves, they messed me up with all the operations. They messed me up mentally. I was good. I was just tripping with thoughts. And now I'm a different person, but I'm coming back to Jesus. Do you think Jesus can forgive somebody like that? Yes. As long as the Spirit of God can clean your spirit up, you can stand in your right mind and say, man, I might look funny, but I know who I am in Christ Jesus. So the man of sin reveals as the son, as the son of perdition. So this is a person that is going to come to the earth that is going to deceive many. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is because it starts up with the spirit of the Antichrist. And all that means is they don't believe in God no more. They don't believe in God at all until they're dying in bed. Then they start believing in God. So it is a deception. It's a, a demon of deception that gets a hold of you and begins to tear your mind apart. So listen to verse 4 now who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. So this is a man that's going to stand up and oppose everything that is of God. It's going to be just a guy that, that will deceive many by just parties, bands, doing your own thing, smoking all the dope you want. I've seen people in cars, man, they, they smoke all the dope and they, you can't even see them no more. The car is, they're, they're inhaling everything with the windows. On. <laughs> they come out all sonsos, they're crazier than ever. They look like zombies. And they say they're happy. They're only happy for a few minutes and after that it's over. You need something heavier than that. So this is a man that's going to deceive not only by false teachings, by, but by allowing drugs all over the place. Because that's what people like. 
I used to love drugs. Oh, my God. My hair was up to here. I was a hippie. I was in every love-in there was. My mustache, everything. I looked like one of the three musketeers. <laughs> and did I like my dope? I love my dope. Oh, my God. I loved it. I don't like it no more. But those days, that's what was going on. I went through every loving there was. I took Stella with me. Come on, let's go, sister. We're going to travel everywhere we went to. We went to every mountain there was. Matter of fact, one day I got off of the car and said, I'm going I'm I'm to make you some breakfast, Stella. And I made a fire. And I was cooking my breakfast for her and me. And here comes the police, the fire department. They were going to throw me in jail because it was against the law to start a fire there. And they had mercy on me. They said, no, you guys can go. Go ahead and go. We got it. I said, Stella, me and you would have been in jail right now. <laughs> oh, I like to party. How many here love to party? Uh, let me say, come on. Don't act like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How many like to party here? Yeah, okay, now. Now I'm talking to the real people. <laughs> Let me start this scripture over. <laughs> Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now, this is the mentality of the Antichrist. They're going to start building a temple in Jerusalem. And that's what it's talking about. And the Antichrist will go there to defile that temple. He will sit on the throne. He'll sacrifice pigs. He'll defile the whole temple. And he really thinks that he's God. And he is God. But he is the God of this world not the God that we serve. And that's what we're seeing right now. It, it is a setup, it is a trap so that people can listen to a lie and believe me, how many have ever been around a liar? How many have fallen for a lie? These people throw whoppers and you believe them. Can you imagine? This Antichrist will be speaking so many lies that they will be following him. But his main objective is to get into the temple and defile the temple totally and take over. Verse 5, remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. Verse 6, and now ye know that now, now let me go back. And now he know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. Let me read verse 7. For the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he who now lead, lead, is leading will lead until he be taken out of the way. What is he talking about? He, he, he. You notice he mentions he. He is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is right now, there is this wave of abomination, this wave of antichrist, and the Holy Spirit is just like, like the, the waters opened up for Moses. He is 
pulling it and holding it so it won't fall apart. So right now we call this the period of grace. That he, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is putting up a fight against the devil himself. That's why Paul said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So you're not blind no more. The Holy Spirit is teaching you that you should move in whatever place you want to, but you can discern everything that's going on. And God said, I am restraining all this. I am pushing it back. It wants to take over, but it's not going to take over. It wants to do its own thing. I will not let it do its own thing because I am God and I'm here as the Spirit of God moving throughout the earth. So you and I ought to be blessed when we take communion because he's holding back everything or else we would all be destroyed. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Tell your neighbor, thank God for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is just not a spirit that's flowing, you know, it does that too. But the Holy Spirit is a person. He's got a mind. He's got a will. He's got emotions. How many here have ever felt so conviction, convicted that you started crying for no reason? All of a sudden you're weeping. Ah, 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 and they tell you, what are you doing crazy? Ah, it doesn't matter to me if you think I'm crazy. I'm just under this heavy conviction. Because God's cleaning you up and keeping you. That's not a sign of evilness. It is a sign of love that God loves you and he's washing you and he's purifying and saying, I am with you and I'm not going to leave you until I have my way. But then the spirit of tonto has to leave you. <laughs> because we have to learn God's ways. I mean, I'm, I'm speaking to myself. The way I've learned God's ways is by making mistakes sometimes and I felt bad and I didn't want to do that no more because I made mistakes and I felt convicted by God. How many of you have ever felt convicted so bad inside of you that all of a sudden you start saying, oh, I understand what God is telling me and what I've read and now I want to conform to the truth of God. Come on, somebody. How many have ever, can I be honest? You go, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> you gone to a party, you just went to a party, you know, to socialize, to say hi. Then you started drinking and drinking a little bit too heavy. And then you meet up a real Christian and says, hi, weren't you at church the other time and I talked to you? And your mouth drops and you feel so terrible. Hello? <laughs> we need the Holy Spirit to really convict us to get us out of our own self-will and get into His will. And, and that doesn't mean that God hates you. That's the whole thing that the devil tells us. You made a mistake. God hates you. You'll never get up. You're an idiot. near this and you're this. Shut up. The blood of Jesus, I'm coming back to Jesus. And if I have to go kneel down somewhere, I'm going to come back to Jesus. I'm going to make things right because I've learned my lesson. Huh? How about if you're looking for a man or you're looking for a girl? Now it's getting quieter. I think I just buried a few. That happens too, but you learn your lesson. You fall, you learn your lesson. You get up and you learn your lesson. So I want to say to all of you, 
bounce back up. Just bounce back up. And give me a smile, I'm here. I don't need to know what's going on with you as long as you straighten it out with God. It's fine. It's fine. That's why church is still here. This is why the Lord is restraining every evil work of the devil and he's placed his church here so he could heal his people. That's why the church is here. That's why I don't get surprised. Believe me, I have heard stories that will blow your mind. It even blew my mind. And he said, what? And I started laughing. It's unbelievable. Even people that are born again. I had a friend by the name of Larry Reed. Now come back to verse 8. And I remember that he was casting out a devil from this guy. Okay, now, Larry was a big guy. He got on his shoulders. And I was helping him. So I was over there by the feet. And Larry's praying for this guy. And, and, and he's praying and praying. For 30 minutes he prayed. And because I, I was looking at my watch, you know, I was new. And I'm looking at Larry, and he's got his knees on his elbows, you know. And he says, look at me in the name of Jesus, devil, come out of him. 30 minutes, nothing was happening. All of a sudden, the guy opened up his eyes, and he said these words to Larry. You, you remind me of Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Larry Reed got up and beat the heck out of him. Get out of here. I don't want you to. And I looked at him. I said, wow, Larry, you did that. He says, well, he got, you offended me. That I remind him of Marilyn Monroe. And then, he, then I saw him crying at the church. He said, Lord, forgive me. I could hear him wailing, forgive me. I got offended and, I, you know, I don't look like Marilyn Monroe. I said, there is no way you look like Marilyn Monroe. I can be your witness on that. But the Lord was teaching Larry Reed his ways. Are you getting this? God is teaching us. We have not arrived yet. God is teaching us to be better than what we were. Verse 8, come on, are you with me? Okay. And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Whoo, he's going to take a beating. Even him who's coming in after the workings of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Now here's this guy, God says, I'm going to consume him, but then he gives little details with signs and lying wonders. This is what Satan's going to be doing on the earth. And it won't be long. Verse 10, and with all deceptiveness and unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. So they blocked all the love of the truth. How many here here have ever fallen in love? Let me see your hand. You ever fallen in love? How many have fallen in love like a little ounce? <laughs> but you said, but you said, I love you. But you were lying. It was not 100%. You know, it was just a little ounce. Just to get your way. Just to make them feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Now that's a great sinner back there. I just love you. Thank you. Not the love of the truth that they might 
be saved. So they ignored. But sometimes as physical things, that's the way we get. That's the way we get. We know how to deceive. And the enemy knows how to use those things. Verse 11. And I'm going real quick, okay? And for this cause, God shall send a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. How many here have believed a lie? Now, this is talking about the whole world. The strong delusion is going to be like a spell on the whole world to believe a lie. Verse 12, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Because some people love pleasure more than they love God. 13, but we are not bound to give... We, but we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brother and beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Whereunto he called you by the, our gospel and to, uh, to the attaining of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that beautiful? Now he says, here's the other portion. The other portion is that you're going through stuff, but you're standing up for God. You're standing up for God. You're not, you're not running away from God. You're facing it. And sometimes it gets, it gets pretty heavy. How many can say amen? It gets pretty heavy. Because the intensity, the the intensity of, of this bad stuff that's going on. Sometimes you feel it in your mind, your heart, your spirit, your body. You feel everything. You feel like everything's going wrong. And yet, God has you in a little tube. And when you might be feeling everything that's going wrong, but you're not doing anything that's wrong, but you're imagining things. You're being hit with temptation. You're being hit with sickness. But God has you in this little tube. And I want to say to you, some of you are about to come out of all that. And this is what Paul was saying to the brethren. But you, you are still standing in the truth. See, when they tell me I'm going through this, I say, brother, let me just pray for you. Let's believe God. And, well, I'm going through these changes. It doesn't matter if you're going through changes. I go through a lot of changes. Well, I feel this and I feel that. I don't care. Let's just move on for Jesus. Tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow has new promises. Let's just move on. Let's not get stuck in some kind of lie and some kind of trap. Verse 15. Are you with me? Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold to the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or out of the, the word of God, out of the epistle. Verse 16. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which has, has loved us and has given us everlasting consolation and good hope through the grace of God. Here's the key. Comfort your hearts and establish you in every good work. Comfort. Say with me, comfort. comfort. It's not talking about comfort seeker in seven. It's talking about the comfort of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the comfort of the Holy Spirit is when you do bad or you slip and he comes in and just comforts you and says, hey, I am with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to make you better. And you're going to be comforted by me like you comfort a baby. Baby. Yesterday I was sitting with Raul and he was babysitting. 
And this little baby is beautiful. He's got this a little afro. <laughs> beautiful. I mean, he's, he's great. But, you know, he's a, he's a little, you know, he's a baby. You know, he just still walks around. And he wants to do everything that he wants to do. And, and I looked at Raul, the patience he had. We were eating chicken, and he was like, rah, rah. Raul just eating, oh, what do you need here? I said, Raul, you're the greatest father I have ever seen. And he was. He's the greatest father I've ever seen, patient with that little one. So I don't know where your wife is. I hope she's hearing this. <laughs> oh, there you are, sis. Hallelujah. This is for free. You got a great man. Great, great man. And I started thinking how God comforts us when we're brats. How many here have ever been a brat? I, I love this church. I feel like crying for this church. This is so, so beautiful because God has comforted all of us. With the comfort we had, we can return the comfort to somebody else. It's like your grandma when you go see your grandma if you still have her and she used to tell you, don't worry, don't worry, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. She was comforting you. Or when you have, your wife will comfort you, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. He tells her husband, it's going to be okay, cabezón. It's going to be all right. <laughs> Big-headed, that's what I said. It's going to be all right. So God comforts us. He comforts us. He takes care of us. He understands when we break down. He understands when we're brokenhearted. He understands when we don't have things. He understands when there's trouble at home. He understands when the kids run away or when the kids act up. He understands. And yet God says, I'm comforting you. I'm, it's going to be okay. See, everybody thinks that a pastor is, is a perfect guy. Listen, I had six kids. My girls drove me crazy. I don't know why girls drive you crazy. <laughs> they get a certain age and they want to fly out of the house and do it their way. Everything that I taught them, I remember going after them. And grabbing them, when I found them, I just comforted them. I said, I love you so much, Mihai. Man, but don't do this. You're breaking my heart. You're breaking your mother's heart. Don't do this. And they just look at you like, you don't understand what I'm going through. Oh, yes, we did. We did the same thing. And now they're all serving God. They went crazy. All five of them went crazy. Ah! It was like a movie. <laughs> and I'm like, ah! And I look at Stella in her afro, boom! I said, okay, we're on. We're on. But God showed us, broke us, gave us the comfort to comfort somebody else and not to be surprised by things happening. Like I see some of our church members have been here a long time. They've been through, I, I, I know their history and they've been, they've been through so many things and yet they turned out to be people that comfort people now. And it's beautiful to have a church like this that we understand no matter how crazy you look, how crazy you're acting, I always like to say, don't worry. Today is you. Maybe tomorrow is me, so I'm going to hold on to you today so you can hold on to me tomorrow. Because <laughs> that's the way it works. That's the way it works. <clears throat> So what am I saying about communion? Well, we're going to have communion, but we got to come to a place where we do communion, 
Not only because he tells us to do it, but we do communion because he's coming back. So when you take that wafer and you take that, that the juice, I was going to say wine juice, you, you are literally saying, I'm waiting for you, Jesus. And I'm obeying you, Jesus, because I know you're coming back for us. And we're going to keep doing it as a reference point until you come and pick us up. That's why we have communion. Communion. It's a symbol of something that he told us to do a long time ago. Not only is this a symbol, but until he comes back, we will do it. We will do it, not because it's a tradition, but it's a relationship with God. That's the difference. Because I went to church when I was small. I was an altar boy. I was a cute altar boy. That's what my wife told me, so I'm just repeating what she said. So. But, but, but I had fun, but I felt holy, but I really didn't have nothing in me. I was still a sinner, and I needed to get saved. Because you can have the form of godliness and yet deny the power thereof. So you got to come to a place where you just give it all to God and let God grow you up. Because he will grow you up. He might tear you down, but he will grow you up and make you into a better person. So as we get ready for communion, thank God that we're saved by grace. We're saved by grace. And hold on, we get, hold on, brothers. Hold on, brothers. As we're saved by grace, yeah, the, the musicians can come up. I'm talking to the ushers, brothers. <clears throat> So I, I want you to do something special with me, okay? I want you to stand. Everybody stand. <clears throat> and I want you to lift up your hands towards heaven like this. One without doubt and one without wrath. In other words, God is not mad at you. And God doesn't doubt you. So as you lift up both of them, you know, just like when the policeman said, lift up your hands and the guns in behind you. Well, you did it because you had to, but this is a free will thing. And I'm going to ask you to say a prayer with me. You're going to invite Jesus in your heart and ask him to forgive you. And I want you to say this prayer. Say, Jesus, forgive me. And you say it louder. Forgive me of all my sins. Right now, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Holy Spirit, fill my life with your presence. Teach me your ways so that I can accomplish my mission on the earth. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And thank you for your patience and your comfort in Jesus name now I want to pray for you Heavenly Father as we lift up our hands towards heaven to honor you before we take this communion I pray your blessing on everybody in this place 
that you will remove the burdens, that you will remove the heaviness, that you will remove all the guilt and all the shame. Oh, God, just embrace your people and love them so much, Father, and let them take a deep breath as they go back into the world. And Lord, as they stand up for you and as they become candles in the middle of darkness, in the name of Jesus right now, I release the power of God and the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. I thank you now, Father, for all of them in Jesus' name, for all of your people. Now give the Lord a good clap offering. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Come on, come on, just a little longer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Bless, bless, bless your name. Thank you, O oh Lord. Thank you, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now we're going to serve communion, so ushers come, and we have the little containers there, so make sure that you open it. <clears throat> it's got two little lids there, so you gotta take the top portion off and get your little wafer, and then you take the other portion, and the little juice is there, okay? Raul, can you do that song? Uh, I give you my heart. Oh, no, blessings, blessings, the one your son does. No, the blessings, the one he does. Yes, oh, the miracles. I'll remember one of these days when I get to heaven. <clears throat> Are we ready to have communion, church? Yes. And as we have communions, and when they start singing that song, expect everything for God to do for God to do everything in your life. Did you open, a, open that up already? Okay. I still hear them. It feels like little rappers. <laughs> Sounds like I'm wrapping your gift, so it's nice. You ready? And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take ye, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Let's partake. After in the same manner, he took the cup and when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's partake of that. Just hold them. The ushers will come now and just pick them up. And let's just wait for the ushers. That way we could get into some worship here. Thank you, Tony. I want to say as your pastor, I love you so much. And I pray nothing but blessings upon you. And I'm praying every day for our church. Every single day. 
I'm praying for you. And even if I don't see you, I'm still praying for you. And I don't stop praying until I see the miracle that God's about to do in your life. And, and as, I, as we sing this song, I'm going to ask sick people, people that are sick physically, people that have gotten a bad report from the doctor, I want you to come and I want you to stand here. But as you, as you sing that song, I'll be praying for you. And sing it out, okay? So if you're sick, just stand right here. I'm going to have some of the ushers come and some of the pastors come. And we're going to pray. There's more. sing one more song and you're dismissed amen god bless you guys have a good rest of your sunday um i don't know if there is prayer today or not